This episode of Or So They Say may contain triggering or explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. In northern Indiana, you will find the quirky little town of Peru. Though it is small, it made its name as the winter headquarters for several circuses. The main streets are quaint, and the residents are neighborly enough, but on the outskirts of town, something evil lurks. Deep in the Okipinoki woods, a sinister presence is felt, despite the silly name. As you make your way down a long, gravel drive, you feel as though the forest is slowly closing in on you swallowing the sky above you. In the heart of the forest, no light penetrates the trees, leaving you in total darkness. It is here that instance after tragic instance has occurred. In the quiet of the trees, you can hear the distant screams and cries of the tortured souls trapped here. One cry in particular comes from young Stephanie, who was brutally raped and murdered in these very woods. Some say if you whistle, you can hear her whistling back sometimes a little too close for comfort. If you call out for her, you'll hear her calling back. And if you scream, you'll find yourself surrounded by screams from every corner of the woods. More prominent still is Joey Peoria, who is said to have murdered several men in these woods. Decades later, decaying bodies continue to be found throughout Okipinoki. Some believe Joey is still in the woods, hiding, waiting, watching as his next victim wanders into the dark of the forest. Or so they say. What? I was gonna do it. Okay, you got it. You like you feel it in your loins now? Well, like I did. The okay, passed. listen. No, the moment hasn't passed. It's still there. <sighs> I'm gonna do it. Hello. You're listening to Or So They Say, a podcast where two sisters travel small town America one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Megan. I'm Kelsey. And we're going to get it this time. we are really going to do it this time. <laughs> we made the dumb decision to record at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night when we worked. Oh on... my God, it is Sunday. Yes. I thought, oh. And we worked Monday through Friday, eight to five Some jobs. Some of us more than that. <laughs> so... We're, we're we recording at 11 o'clock because I work another job. That's on me, though. All right. So sorry if we don't sound so ecstatic right now. This is what procrastination gets you. Oh, we're tired. I'm tired. I'm always, always tired. It's just, that's my mood. I it's know. Tired. Yeah, that's, yes. Okay, so today we're talking about Okie Pinocchio, which is probably the stupidest name of anything I've ever heard. It's the least menacing. Yeah, I and think. I don't know, oh, maybe we'll discuss that in the history. Who knows? I don't know if you know why it's called Okie Pinocchio or not. I don't know. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> well um, we'll just have to find out in about we'll five out. minutes. Okay, so as you heard, Okie is the woods in Peru, Indiana. And Peru, Indiana is... Wait, I keep it's, wanting to say like the history stuff. Like I know a little bit about it, but I you're going to cover well, it. Well, it's a little north of Indianapolis, Noblesville. It's Yeah, where from where it? we are, it's like a two and a half hour drive ish i guess it just feels farther it's like 
up towards the top of Indiana. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Not quite South Bend. It's in between India and South Bend. It's a cute little town. Right. It's a little um, like Mayberry. Everyone knows everyone, but That's they are true. not. Not that they're mean, but they can tell when you're not from there. No, I know. <laughs> so. Like, I don't know. I feel like everywhere we went, it was a little robotic. Like everybody slowly turns like, who are you? Uh, if you've ever seen The World's End, the Simon Pegg movie, where every time they step into a bar, everyone stops and just looks at who walked in the door. I don't want to spoil that movie. It's a good movie, but yeah, it reminds me of that in a way. The Who movie? The Who movie. Who is it? Who did you say? Simon Pegg. Okay. I don't know why I thought. I was like, that's not who it is, but it is who it is. It is who it okay, is. Okay. My bad. My Shaun apologies. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Okay. That guy. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, we're getting so off topic. So, Okie Pinocchio, Scary Woods, Weird Circus Town. We. And. Yeah. <laughs> who cares that it's a Sunday night? We're still going to pair this episode. Um, yeah. Can Kelsey... we work at 8 a.m.? Yes. Are we going to drink some wine today? Maybe. Yes. A glass of wine before bed never hurt anybody. Yeah. Well, I'm still recovering, truthfully, from a really (laughs) awful Friday night. Uh, So we'll see if I actually drink this or not, if I go through with it. I'll take an initial sip. And then I may or may not pour a glass. Pour a glass. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, no, I'll pour my own glass. Okay. It was rough, y'all. I. It's okay. We're here now. We're alive. Right. I'm we feeling made it a little out. better. So, now this wine, this pairing that I picked, Kelsey actually doesn't know what it is. Nope. Because I worked all day, so I didn't get to go with her. Now I'll tell you. I went to three different places before I finally settled on something. Um, I was for certain I could find something really good to pair with this because if you caught the note in the beginning this is a circus town so I was like I've got circus stuff I've got haunted woods I've got murder like surely I can find something it was really hard um after I finally ended up going to uh our local big red liquor after (laughs) and um the guy at the counter saw me scouring the shelves and he came over and asked me what I was looking uh, he's for. Probably and like, I what's had this to, little girl doing in the wine section? I had to sheepish, sheepishly <laughs> explain to him um, that I was trying to find something that would go good with a ghost story. And he oh asked me God. what the ghost story was. <laughs> so I said, it's about a haunted woods in a circus town. And he's like, uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> was he, like, was he not amused at all? No, he just, he seemed kind of, like, indifferent at first. Ah, oh, dang. Um, I kind of wish he would have gotten into it. Well, like, oh, now, yeah, hear sure. me out. I started explaining it. I said, I think I need to be a little more um, specific here. <laughs> so I explained to him that we do this podcast, and uh, he asked me the name of it, and he took it down. So David at Big Red Liquors is probably <laughs> <you> listening. <laughs> he said He said he would make a Spotify account to listen to this because he doesn't stop, have one. And stop. that's why I was like, I don't know. You can stream it on a lot of different places, but I don't know where. So David at Big Red Liquors, if you're listening, <laughs> thank you for your help because we really tried on this one. And this one popped out of... Uh, the shelf. I mean, we look through the bears too, but this is what we came up with. So this is Cupcake Vineyards is the brand, oh. and it is Black Forest Decadent Red. 
Okay. All so, right. So, yeah. It's pretty on the nose, yeah. I think. <laughs> yes. Because I, I was going to go with something really obscure, like Dreaming Tree. But, oh. yeah, oh. that just didn't really fit. And then I saw this one, and it looked spooky. It's just a black bottle with, like, it black is a and really red. Cool, it's like a deep red. Silver writing. It says it's a dark, decadent red blend dripping with rich, deep flavors of blackberry and dark cherry with hints of spice and mocha. Ooh. It has a complex finish. So. I also just realized, are we drinking this at room temp? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we'll Listen, see. it's fine. I just I hate warm. I try I mean wine. it's I just can't do hot warm. drinks, warm drinks. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a little cooler than room temp, I fine. would say. Fine. So okay. I'm now just this a baby, isn't y'all. a cork. This is just a screw top. Thank goodness so, because I don't have a wine opener. We've here. had crack beers, so now we're gonna have a crack crack wine here oh yeah so i'm gonna crack this bad boy crack it here we go be careful how close oh, oh. god yeah, got two cracks <laughs> two cracks out of that oh. one okay don't what? smell it kelsey don't smell it oh no yeah i well i mean it smells like wine <laughs> are you for real i'm not Oh, I lost my glass for a second. Like, we're just going to keep looking for the All glass right. forever. I mean, it smells good. I can smell the spice in it. Oh, so it's going to mm. upset me a it little will. bit. I'm sorry it's making this noise. And you I better not dribble. Well, at least it's on your leg and not the tan carpet. All right, I'm going to do this and it's going to sound awful. Hold on, folks. Now, while well, she's pouring it, Jesus, <laughs> so much for a sip. God, you Listen, got more than I did. This is like four ounces. Okay. Whatever. Okay. It's a nice deep purple. Oh. This is a very nice. Kelsey, I told you not to smell <laughs> Oh, no. Look, we went a little too hard on Friday oh. um, with the if, mixed drinks, so. <laughs> a new low is... um. Sitting on the floor you know of an IHOP bathroom at four in <laughs> at the four morning. in the morning. If you haven't been there yet, just wait. Right, it's it'll coming. happen. It'll come. Um, it was a new low for me. Well, anyway, so Kelsey, don't sniff it. But I'm not going to sniff it. It's very spicy. So I really like Malbecs, and oh, it it give. I'm sorry, it does. It smells. It gives me like a Malbec feeling. Like I can tell it's gonna be a uh, really thick. Yes, the quick sniff I gave. It's gonna be. I have a feeling it's gonna be dry. I have a feeling it's gonna be warm in like all the worst ways. I feel it. It's you know what? We're just gonna taste it Let's and we'll see. But I have it. a feeling it's gonna be like a thick hearty wine so let's give it a taste i'm gonna keep my silent cries to myself (laughs) kelsey's doing well (laughs) you have your palate cleanser there my my (laughs) like a classy lady yes i poured far too much is what i've realized (laughs) it is dry it's, okay, but it's, it's not a bad dry. Even though I'm dying, I'll say it's not super dry. It's like semi-dry or whatever. 
spicy but not too spicy. It's a pretty, like, this is a catch-all. This is the Libra of wines. It's trying to please everybody. So I could see that. I'm getting the spice. It's like an aftertaste in the back of the throat. Uh-huh. It <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Sorry. There's like this after, this spicy tingle down the back of the throat. It's really fruit forward. I feel like I really taste the blackberry at the front. Yeah, that's true. One, one I'm more. not, yeah, we'll give it a, one more taste before we dive in. Okay, even though I hate it, um, I mean, okay, I don't hate it. This is clearly not my favorite, but, like, if you, even, I think even if I hadn't had the weekend that I had, this still would not be my favorite, but keeping in mind, I'm over here like, I'll take a Riesling, I'll take a Pinot Grigio, like, I don't, <sighs> it's not bad, like, don't get me wrong, it's, I think I would actually choose this over the Gnarly Head, not personally. Me. Nah, we have really? very different palettes. Yeah, I like the spicier. I like the thicker, richer wines, I guess. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, it's I not, like it. It's not bad, but don't take my word for it. Right. She's having a bad time. Um, yeah, I wanted to go with something a little more unheard of, I guess. I feel like I see cupcake everywhere. You That's can get true. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a California wine, so whatever good for them i guess <laughs> but that's what i came up with this week so okay the good thing Hello. is if you want to try it it probably is readily available to most people i would think yeah it's probably everywhere cupcakes are pretty um There's i just see it everywhere i see it everywhere <laughs> okay let's get in to the background of okie pinocchio so okie pinocchio is located in Peru, Indiana, which we already stated. There goes my peas again. I know. Peru, Indiana. Thank you. Um, it's located off of State Road 124 and 510 East. So here we are in these weird... With the no-name streets. Just a bunch of numbers and directions is what you're If getting. I remember right, it's like you're driving there and there's just a whole lot of nothing for a really long time. And then suddenly you're like, where'd this cute little town come from? Like, I feel like it just oh, the jumps up on you. Yeah. Peru. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not in the town. You actually have to leave the little downtown area and yeah. start heading out of town. It's not too far out. I think it's just a couple of miles outside, outside of town. Mm-hmm. But um, when you get there, there's a small cluster of pillars at the entrance. So that kind of lets you know that you've gotten there. And I don't know if you remember that or not. I really Vaguely- don't like vague yeah kind yeah. of but there's pillars at the entrance of the forest um okay so like the little ghost story at the beginning when you first get there you drive down a long gravel road and when i if i remember right when you get there it's pretty open i mean there are some trees but then the further you drive down the gravel road the it more it feels like it narrows yeah like and it's really not a narrowing of the road. It's just the forest gets thicker around you. And not only does it get thicker, but it very much... Like overgrows. Yeah. it The trees kind of grow over the top and intertwine with the trees on the other side of the road, creating like this tunnel effect. Canopy thing, yeah. Um, which is super not cool at night. If Even if you've oh got a God. full moon. If you're working with a full moon, you still don't have a lot of light. It's very much a yeah. tunnel. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So, um, 
once you drive down that gravel road, it actually ends at a roundabout, a big gravel roundabout. And that is where you park. Yeah, isn't that called... uh, I feel like that was called, like, the devil circle or something like that. Because it's odd. Like, nothing grows there. I don't think it's truly gravel, but, like, just nothing grows in this circle. Yeah, it's like a big dirt mound. That makes sense. I didn't come across that, but... Yeah, it's kind of odd. Um... And actually, I, f- I didn't mention this. Okie Pinocchio, I don't want to disappoint you. Well, no, I'm going to disappoint you. I didn't, I don't know why it's called Okie Pinocchio. I have Dang. no idea. But I did find in a news article that it was referenced as Francis Slocum State Forest. Okay. Which. Did you dig into who Francis? No, didn't care. Okay. That, I mean, that's fair. I probably. <laughs> Francis I mean, I Slocum State Forest. Yeah, probably Okie just Pinocchi's some... better. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, because it, it has a nice people ring off. to it. You're like, I'm going to Okie Pinocchio. They're like, uh, okay. okay then when you tell them it's a super scary haunted forest where like a million people died, they're like, oh, no. All right. Yeah, for sure. Go. Yeah, scary, spooky stuff. It's supposedly an old burial ground or the site of a battlefield. Uh, couldn't really find anything to back up those claims well sort of now there were some news articles from like way back when like the 1800s that i found talking about the miami indians being on there and coming to uh an agreement to take the land over it was like i don't remember how many thousands of acres of land that they were going to sign a treaty with the Miami Indians. Honestly, it sounded like a lot of fancy words for the white man's here and we're taking this land. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. So just another... Because they said, it's about time. And like, I don't remember all of the phrasing that it used, but oh, they God. said it was long coming and that this was well-deserved. And I'm Wait, like, So ah. this is from the white people's perspective? Yes. Yeah. It was in the newspaper. I don't remember the, uh, the name. Oh, here we go. It was the Peru Republican. Oh. Published in 1877. Or in the eight, around the 1800s. That's a different publication, but it was very close to that. Yeah, um, yeah, that just sounds like a a politically correct way of saying, get out of here. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your everything boy. else. It's your boy. <laughs> the, the white, white man. man. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, yeah, so the Miami tribe is the one that I found. And actually, uh, for all of you Terre Haute'ians, the Wabash River also runs along through Peru, Indiana. Yeah. So it runs up that way. But the Native Americans farmed and hunted there for um, thousands of years. And then the French and then we settled. Just ruined it. <laughs> the French came in and settled along the Wabash River in the <sighs> 1600s. Um, the county officially formed in 1827. Uh, and there's remnants of the Native Americans uh, with plaques, mausoleums, and unmarked headstones. Oh. So, I mean, I could understand why there may be a little unsettling in the woods there if it's around that area. I don't remember seeing any gravestones within the forest itself. Mm-hmm. But there is actual documentation that the Miami Indians lived in and around the area and then we said, this is ours now. And took it. So yeah. Sounds sorry. about right. <laughs> um, okay, so I also, I found another article. This is the one that was written in 1827. Um, 
where the guy, he was walking home. He was a prominent man with quite a bit of money to his name. And he decided to take the woods as a shortcut going home and ended up running into some guys on the side of the road who claimed that they were selling tools. And they said, check out these tools in our buggy. And when he went to check them out, they like hit him over the back of the head and knocked him out. And when he woke up, they had stuffed him into a hollow log and then filled the ends of the log with wood chunks so he couldn't get out and left him in the woods. And the title in this, um, the newspaper that was written, this was February 23rd, 1877 in the Peru Republican. It said, almost a murder. And that Mr. Johnson was jumped um, while he was out collecting. I don't know what they meant by collecting, but he was a collector of sorts. Okay. Um, And they thought he had all of this money and he actually had like $30 to his name, which I wanted to look up how much that would be in today's money in the 1800s. But he only had about 30 bucks, not to his name, but on his person when he was walking. So they jumped him, shoved him in that log, and then left him in the woods to die. And he ended up um, regaining consciousness and he was able to kick himself out of this log and wander home. And I don't know how close Peru is to Delphi, but he said that I don't think they're that close. He said he was so disoriented that he just started walking. And when he finally found like a house, he asked where he was and they said Delphi. And he was like, uh. uh, (laughs) So so what year did you say that this happened? That was 1877. Oh, let me try that. Because I put an 1820 for some reason. No, 1877 is when that happened. So... 1877 wait it's telling okay it doesn't give me something silly like thirty dollars but difference of what what in the world so like a hundred it says a hundred dollars in 1877 is worth two thousand four hundred and seventy five dollars today so like 30 bucks would be like a good chunk of change still yeah i would i mean it'd probably be like a thousand I, I would say at least hundreds, a couple, few hundred dollars. More than a few. Or 30 bucks. We're not very good at math. I'm just over here like, what would 2,475 be divided by like three? Well, half would be like $1,200. 700 No, wait. Oh, no. You know what? Once <laughs> well, again, I say. $650. We're just going to go with that. Numbers are magic, and I know nothing of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. I, math is clearly not our strong suit. No one judge. We're going to jump forward to Peru isn't as quaint of a town as you think it is. In No. <laughs> what? Not even the, the woods. Now, this one, it didn't happen in the woods, but it happened in Peru. And I'm going to go ahead and mention it anyway, just to kind of prove that this town is not as perfect and wonderful as they like to claim that they are. Not that they claim that they are, but they just... You know, they look at outsiders like, you're definitely not from here, and everyone knows everyone, and we have I'm a sure first-hand I'm sure you're not all account. like that if for some reason someone's listening <laughs> in Peru. We like you. Well, we had a, a first-hand account. It was a very strange oh, that's true. Um, exchange between people when we went to eat lunch at one of the restaurants the, there. They walked in. Yeah, there like, was like a, you? the local high school was going to have like their big football game, and like cheerleaders and have stuff were parade. out painting the windows of restaurants, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think we stopped and asked them because they're high schoolers, so we had a feeling they would know about this. Right. 
Yeah. Well, I just remember what I'm talking about is when we were actually in the restaurant and someone else came in and the owner was talking to them and they're like, oh, aren't you so-and-so's grandson is like oh actually that's my uncle that's this is my grandpa and like they all knew who they were and I was like oh my god okay I also remember that interaction (laughs) I was talking about like asking them about Okie Pinocchio like it seemed to be just their you know their local haunted place and they're just like oh yeah totes my goats like (laughs) yeah and I'll probably touch on that here in a minute but so um, I veered off there but yeah the whole everybody knows everybody thing was super true yeah yes that's we everywhere we walked into people got quiet and it's not that we looked different or whatever they just knew that we weren't from there it was the strangest thing yeah so anyway this didn't happen in the woods but in 1922 susan grund killed her husband in peru indiana um she was this is the description that they had in uh, a website that I found when they were talking about the actual case and the court hearings and things like that. It says, attractive, promiscuous, and often married Susan Grund only wanted her attorney husband's money. When he initiated divorce proceedings, she shot him in the eye for a quarter million dollars in insurance benefits. Oh. And she still tries to claim her innocence today. To this day. Is she alive? She's still alive. Um, She was sentenced to 60 years in prison. She's 98. Well, wait, no, that makes no sense. No, she shot him in 92, 1992. Tell me why my, what is with the 20s? I heard 22. I was like, this hoe's dead. (laughs) No, she shot him in 1992. And actually she had an uh, appeal hearing. Well, she was trying to get an appeal in 2012 i believe Mm -hmm. and it was denied they didn't even want to hear it they're like too bad deuces die in prison because she'll be like in her 90s when she is released Uh, she has no chance of parole so but she still tries to claim her innocence but whatever um so that happened in the town not necessarily in the woods but again i feel like the woods are close enough to town i bundle it all together and the last the last thing and this actually did happen in the woods and this is kind of spooky because i think about um our trip there and yeah (laughs) you know i knew nothing of it and this hadn't happened yet we went several years ago so um in 2018 two suspects were arrested for the murder of I wrote his name down, Drake Allen Smith. Uh, they said that they they didn't kidnap him, but they attacked him. They beat him to death with a metal pipe. They robbed him of literally everything, leaving him in his underwear, and left him on a trail in Okie Pinokie, where he was found a few days later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they were actually arrested in California. They ditched town. That's they ended a heck up stealing, of a drive. Yeah, they stole like his clothes, his wallet. Uh, a radio like a speaker i it was all over drugs it was all orchestrated by a 19 year old girl for over drugs and it was Was she not the one that a 21 and a 22 year old man it was ethan kane of marion actually Uh. is the one who did it and the other guy at the time that this was written said that the other guy was at large and they hadn't found him yet and they didn't know but they knew there was a second person um, but yeah, they actually found him on a trail in the woods. 
and that he died of massive head trauma from being beat to death with a metal pipe. So, man, that's that ugh. is very recent. That's they're still, terrifying. Yeah, I think they're still on. Is the trials are still going on? Okay, I was going to say I don't think the trial's done because I just saw that there was something as recent as July of 2019. But I you know, everybody knows else. in the legal world a year's time it's moving along just oh yeah yeah (laughs) well and especially with covid i feel like that's part of the reason why this has been put off because i looked to see if there were any updates but that was the last thing i could really find yeah that july 2019 2019. Mm -hmm. um but if you want to know that piece of crap's name that did that his name was ethan kane i think i said that but he's the guy who beat the other dude to death i mean i don't know anything about either man really but i just know a 19 year old girl orchestrated this over it was drug related so i mean has she been arrested like it can they technically arrest her on anything i don't know i don't know if maybe that's what they're doing right now maybe that's why but as far as i know only two men have been arrested Hmm. so that was recent so those are real real tragedies yeah so (laughs) i think i think there really is history of like People are being found dead in these woods, like, too often for comfort. So, we'll start early in saying that, like, if you go to Okie Pinokie... I mean, it's a state park, technically. It's a state forest with trails. Yeah, anyone can go, but, like, I've heard too many stories of people being found, bodies being found out there. Granted, here in good old Terre Haute, you could... (laughs) <laughs> there are so many bodies that have been found in the Wabash. Like, not. Yeah. It's such yeah. a great place. But no, Terre Haute's not that bad. I well, don't know. Peru, anyway. Indiana is just a fraction of Terre Haute. It's, I think the population uh, was 11,000 or 16,000 at one point. So, okay. not a really big town. No. I mean, bigger than I thought it would be. It was. It was bigger than I thought. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of people. So, considering how many murders or how many bodies are showing up in that area with that little amount of people. It's a little unsettling. Uh, yeah, because Susan Grund and this Ethan Kane guy are just two that I pulled up. I really didn't... And to, I didn't find a lot of other stories about murder, so that's I, probably see, going to spoil part of the ghost story. Maybe, but about. I feel like in some of the stuff that I... Because I looked it up a little bit too like Mm -hmm. i not to do the research part of this but i was just curious and i feel like there's something like eight bodies have been found out there like for sure eight bodies have been found out there eight but eight decaying bodies have been recovered from okie pinokie woods yes that's not where this took place where we decided to traipse around in the middle of the night lots of regrets (laughs) right so the supposedly haunted woods all these dead bodies being found i don't know a lot of people uh not at rest i guess depending on i mean if their demise was probably not pretty if it was in the woods yeah um creepier still this town is the circus capital of the world (laughs) yeah yeah i thought it was gonna go real creepy actually here uh it was a cool thing in the the introduction i said that it was the winter headquarters Mm -hmm. um it was actually uh home to the ringling brothers hagenbeck 
Wallace, I probably said that wrong, and Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. And they also have the International Circus Hall of Fame in I, Peru. I remember when we drove through and I saw signs for that and I thought it was a joke. And it is super not oh, a joke. it's 100% real. I worked with a girl. Um, I won't say her name just because I don't, I don't know how she feels. I haven't talked to her in years at this point. But I worked with a girl who was from Peru, lived in Peru, and was in the circus in Peru. It's the amateur circus and people from the ages 7 to 21 perform. <laughs> and it's a legit thing. Like, she did the trapeze and stuff and she showed me pictures. I'm like, are you effing kidding like i thought she was joking and she just like whips out all these pictures of her in the circus and she said casually like if you weren't in the circus you were weird if you were from that town because everyone was involved in the circus that's i mean i i it guess says that it makes sense over a thousand people at any given time i guess that makes sense like to be a part of it in any form or fashion whether you're a performer or you like run events behind the or, scenes yeah so i guess that would make sense it's just well, and the circuses are traveling. Because at first when it said that they employ over a thousand people at any given time, I thought that was strange, but they said they're traveling because they're circuses. Yeah. So they're all over the world, all coming from Peru. Like, <laughs> apparently you can't live in Peru unless you're athletic or have some kind of oddity. Dang or <laughs> Looks like I'm not so... going to Peru. <laughs> I said you could also have an oddity. Wow, being <laughs> gay is not an oddity. I was going to say being a twin. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. Yikes. Okay. I got to get a drink of wine. You're going to stop. <laughs> hey, gay and twins, 1945, Germany would have oh. loved us. I'm sorry. I don't know why I took it there. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> okay so now let's get to the more supernatural part those were you know that's real things that have happened in and around the woods um the more supernatural side that i found uh, i told you the trees inter intertwine over the top so it almost makes like a tunnel so it already sets the scene of spooky they say that you can hear noises and i i remember this kind of when we first went out there and keep in mind it's been over a decade since we've been oh out there God. at this oh point um they say that you can hear noises like pigs squealing or dogs barking and it sounds like it's right next to you oh, and thank you i don't work i i didn't hear that um but i remember hearing that as like part of the legend like you would hear animal noises and it sounded like they were running around your feet you can hear screams of uh, the sound of someone being tortured. And they said that that is the screams of Stephanie, which I mentioned was mentioned in the intro there. Mm -hmm. um, Stephanie was a seven-year-old girl that was supposedly raped and killed out in the woods. I cannot find anything about a seven-year-old girl or any year-old girl named Stephanie being killed or otherwise in Okipanoki Woods. That I how did we then find the the odd story? I feel like it's second in in line. The Prominence. first one is actually Joey Peoria. Okay. I feel like I found the most information on Joey. Um one last thing before we get into Joey is 
they said there's a tree in the woods with indents. Now this makes no sense. I'm going to read it like they wrote it. It says it looks like deer antlers, but they're horizontal instead of vertical and have a place for an opposable thumb. What? Does like, that make any sense to no, you? No, that's a tree? They said there is a tree that looks like deer antlers, but they're horizontal instead of vertical. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't you say deer antlers are, are already horizontal? horizontal? And then they said there's there's a place for an opposable thumb. That's the part that makes no sense to me. Like, I'm going to put my opposable thumb on any tree that I want. And I guess... Okay, let's say they're talking about antlers on the side of a deer's head and also they look like hands. I don't know. That yeah. is the only thing I can come up with. So but why then wouldn't they just say it looks like hands? It looks like creepy skeleton hands. Why would you say it looks like... I don't know. The that opposable made, thumb part is what's throwing me. It made no sense My to me. My thumbs will touch whatever tree I please. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Every tree has a spot for opposable thumbs. One note that I saw mentioned a couple of times is do not... Do not take a Ouija board out oh, there. Oh, and that was what the cheerleaders at the restaurant said. They yeah. were very adamant. They're like, you don't take a Ouija board out there. Even the, if they were like so-so on the whole woods thing, they're like, I don't know if I really believe in it, but do not take the Ouija board. Yeah, if, like, even if they're like, even if they're like, oh, it's just a dumb story that kids tell, they were all saying it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It's just kind of bad juju don't take it right out there. and we're like oh yeah we don't have a ouija board as we're sliding it under like the seat of the car yes <laughs> what ouija board but the prominent one was joey peoria and they said that joey grew up near the woods playing in them camping hunting so on um and then in 1976 he's a grown man he's married at this point joey and three of his friends went camping in the woods and never came back and they started searching for them after a few days. The reason why they didn't go right away is because it's 1976 and they said they were going to be camping all weekend. So it made sense that the search really didn't start until about four or five days later when they're like, hmm, they should have been back by now. Right. And they gave it like one more day and they're like, okay, this isn't cool. Yeah. So they went out looking for them. Um, four days later, after the search had started, they found three partially decaying bodies of young men um, that... They said they had been brutally murdered, just you could tell by what was left of the bodies, and that they were barely identifiable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're wondering, I said Joey and three of his friends, and they only found three decaying bodies. Mm -hmm. Where was Joey? Joey was never found. Uh, investigation, uh, when the investigation happened, they found that what they assume happened is that an argument occurred and that Joey freaked out and killed all of them. As you do. <laughs> uh, years later, after this took place, Joey's wife confessed to having an affair with one of the guys that he had went camping with. And she thought that Joey may have suspected the affair, but he couldn't. She figured even if he suspected it, he couldn't be sure which one it was. Mm hmm. That's. Um, gross okay yeah so when this was made public uh public knowledge the town immediately was really like yep he did it for sure like <laughs> there was yeah. no question as soon as they said well his wife was cheating they're like well i would kill somebody too like oh, everyone just sake. was totally yeah. on board with this idea 
Um, I feel like I wonder what that says about him that once that came to light, everyone's like, oh, yeah, for sure. He would have killed him. Like, he probably wasn't a great well, not guy. not only that, they just immediately accepted that theory like, oh, well, totally, he killed them. Also, the woods has to be haunted now. Because that's, like, when the stories really took off. They're like, well, he killed them, and also the woods is haunted because he did this. Yeah. Um, and then between 1980 and 1985, five more men were found dead, but Joey never turned back up. So everyone believed, because it was in the same area, everyone believed that Joey had turned evil and was living and hiding in the woods. And anytime young men would come out to camp, he would kill them. You want to know what that suddenly reminds me of? Mm. Remember the movie Demonicus? That is the dumbest. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, that was, we had a lot of, this is a very short segue. We had a lot of like B-rated horror movie nights a long time ago. We would just pick the dumbest sounding movies, like thing, just whatever sounded like it was going to be very disappointing and watch it. Uh, And Demonicus was one of those about a... A helmet that was out like an old ancient warrior helmet or whatever that was possessed by a demon and these friends were out camping and one of the guys put the helmet on and then killed all his friends because he was possessed by this demon it's pretty dumb it was pretty it was was pretty bad i fell asleep that's true it was very slow there was completely honest yeah but Uh, anyway so more bodies keep showing up so that is a total of eight bodies now if you're keeping count since 1976 after the eighth murder happened i don't know who came up with this or why but some believe that the spirit of a british soldier from 1812 intervened and stopped joey from ever killing again because no more bodies showed up (laughs) yeah after seven he's like "Mm." like he the three died and this guy's like "Mm." then four uh, and then just more and more and then after the eighth body he's just like all, all right, right that's too many all right that is enough um so uh, this british soldier just stopped him i guess from killing people and that's why they believe that the woods is haunted by a multitude of disen oh my god disembodied spirits i knew i would say it wrong for whatever well, reason i mean yeah to to be fair they all suffered pretty bad like it sounds like everybody who's died out there it's been pretty tragic Mm -hmm. (laughs) like not good and if you're wondering i can't find a single thing on joey really i can't find any news articles those are all people's telling of the story what i just told you yeah joey peoria these eight bodies that have been found couldn't find a news article to cover any of it that's what makes me angry. That doesn't. Make, that is uh, frustrating. Extremely. So another situation where we have names like this is even more detailed than. Oh yeah, I was yeah thinking for sure, and it happened in 1976. Right, and that's poop. Poop. Yeah. That's didn't dumb. find anything. Um, the only thing that I know is real is that the Miami Indians were yeah. there, and that the French came in and yeah. settled and had a treaty. With Ooh, yes. with the Indians to take the land over from them. Which they um, were totally chill about, I bet. Uh, also, there's plaques and mausoleums and unmarked graves of them, but I'm sure nothing sketchy yeah, happened nothing there. nothing weird happened at all. That's just how they do. So, at the very least, I would believe that, that the spirits of, like, the Miami Indians are hanging out there and they hate us. <laughs> so, 
I would believe so, that. Sorry. <laughs> like, Stephanie, sure, maybe. Unfortunately, I would believe something like that. Yeah, it's just weird that I can't find anything on it. So that's my background on the circus capital of the world. Peru, Neat. Indiana's Okie Pinocchi. Neat O. So really, yeah, there is a... That sucks because there's a lot of history here, quote unquote history. But it's like, is it really history considering we can't... Really, the only ones that you can say for sure happened are from the 90s on. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, they're still in jail right now. <laughs> that's hey. it. That's the end. <laughs> All right. So now for our experience... So this actually, the reason why we stumbled upon this, it wasn't something that me and Megan sought out. This was because of our older sister was taking a folklore and... Mm -hmm. It's just a folklore class. Yeah, just like a folklore class in college. I took the same one a few years later. (laughs) Yeah. And I, honestly, it's been so long, I can't remember exactly what it was, but she had to write a paper. Like, her final was over something. Uh, She chose Okie Pinocchio. She wanted to choose something different, as we do And she found this story of Okie Pinocchio, thought it was interesting. She's like, yeah, we'll take a trip up north. Go check it out. Uh, She found the story of Stephanie. That was the one that we went into Okie Pinocchio hearing was the story of this little girl who was murdered and all these bad things happened to her. I don't know. So we got, this is when we really dug deep into our uh, arsenal of spooky stuff. We bought that. Did we get the dowsing rods for this? The dowsing rods, the voice recorder. Did we have the EMF reader by this point? Mm, yeah. Yes, we yes, did. We did. But yeah, we did. We didn't use it out in the woods because we did an actual like video recording. That's true. Yeah, we video recorded and we had the Ouija board. But I think we did we not. We decide take the Ouija board. We left it. Yeah, uh, in people the car. like were when they found out we had one. They were honestly kind of angry. They're like, "Do not." There was one guy in the town. Um, the during the day before we actually went out to the woods because of course we waited until night to go into the woods Mm -hmm. and mind you this was in the winter time it is still actually i think it was in like april but there was still snow on the ground yeah i want to say it was like march or something it was the coldest yeah very and i remember a guy told us a story about he didn't really believe it but he said he had a friend who went out there and tried to take a ouija board and they only got a few steps from the car and believe it or not if you want i don't know he He said said the ouija board (laughs) burst into flames like as this guy was carrying it it just spontaneously combusted and they just immediately got back in the car and they're like okay bye never mind yeah i think they left the ouija board there like yeah so yeah we're talking they're like you will burst into flames if you bring this thing out there so they scared us enough that we didn't yeah because it didn't matter how much they believed it or not even the people who were like yeah it's just like you know where teenagers go to try to scare each other, but also don't take a Ouija board because that will F you up. <laughs> yeah, so we we listened there and we didn't take it. But we had yeah. dowsing rods, voice recorder, we did video recording. And dowsing rods, they're like uh, copper rods that detect uh, electromagnetic energy, I right, guess. Right, right. You kind of have to charge them. Because it's copper, they, they conduct electricity pretty pretty easily i think you have to like charge them in mm-hmm. the light yeah and then if there's any fluctuations in the electromagnetic fields in in the air it will like the copper rods will react with each other and they can cross and they can move and 
Of course, there's a lot of human energy passed through them. They're supposed to move. Right. But there is a lot of human error in these things because it is just two copper rods on wooden handles and they they can swivel, they can pivot. That's the whole point of them. So, I mean, like, if you're shaking, if you're rocking your hands even the slightest, you'll see these copper rods move. So you have Mm -hmm. to be certain that whoever is holding them is holding them very still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, we did our little traipsing around town, talked to people. It was pretty pretty split on who believed it and who didn't, but we got ourselves all psyched up for the night, mm-hmm. <laughs> went out, and so it was me, Megan, our older sister, Brianna, her friend, Kristen, Kristen and Glenn. Glenn. Yes, mm-hmm. Glenn. So we, first of all, the, I think we tried to find the tree thing. Like there, there was supposed to be a, some. I don't remember the deer thing, but I remember there was like a like ropes tree. or something on a tree. We ended up finding a tree covered in thorns. Like that oh, was, it was weird. It it's just like one tree, and it was just like these big. I don't know how like a like a fist of thorns. It looked like sea urchins coming all over out the of tree. the tree. And there were a couple of them. These trees that just had these oh, big right. patches of thorns growing out of it. Yeah, so that was, like, spooky only because we're like, what? This tree is creepy looking. We actually went into the woods in the daytime, too. Did we go at night first, or did we do the daytime first? I think we did the... I don't remember. I want to say that we did the night first. I think so, too. I think we yeah. did, which I don't know why then we went out the next day. Oh, God. Because that was a trip. So, out there in the middle of the night, we were using the dousing rods. We were using the dousing rods and taking pictures um the dousing rods were the biggest indicator i think for us because yeah. we had them like stuck up against our chest like making sure them, yeah, yeah megan was holding them and had her hands up against her chest to ensure that they weren't going to move right because like i said it was it was still winter time there was snow on the ground it was very cold out uh so i knew i would probably be shaky so i just like held them just to my chest Right on the tatas, just to hold them still <laughs> enough that if they had to cross, they could. But I did not pull them away from my body because I didn't want myself like shaking and moving them. Right. So we started asking. We kind of used this like in lieu of a Ouija board. We started asking questions like, "If there are spirits out here, cross the rods," and they did. Yeah, we said, you know, cross over each other for yes and split apart. Like for go away no. for no. So we asked if there were any spirits in the woods, and I feel like there was not a lot of hesitation. It was just like, boop, perfect X. <laughs> and we're like, oh, all right. Um, and we asked, I feel like that didn't come toward the end. We were just asking, like, are these woods haunted? Are there multiple of you? Like, are there multiple spirits out here? Mm-hmm. Are you unsettled? I don't know. We were just, it's very, it's hard to ask yes or no questions, and we that's all you get. We didn't ask many I, at night. I do remember we said, like do you want us here and it it separated it like went totally opposite directions it's like no i don't want you here it start we could tell the dousing rods were starting to get a little weird i i wish i could remember more of the questions we asked but we're like walking through the woods asking these questions taking these pictures and i will say in the pictures there were a lot of orbs i know orbs are not my favorite thing personally between like dust in the air and condensation especially because it was cold out your breath yeah so a lot of orbs but there were some like pretty pretty like unusual orbs like that they stood out from the other ones but anyway 
the rods are crossing, taking pictures, blah, blah, blah. The, then the rods started getting pretty erratic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when we're like, do you want us to go? And they crossed. And I can't, I feel like we asked one more thing and then they just. We said, where do you want us to go? Yeah, where do you want us to go? And they just very quickly, very smoothly and like swung to the side, snapped in place and and pointed pointed straight to the car. Directly at the car. And without hesitation, (laughs) we said, okay. "Okay, Thank you. (laughs) I think we thanked them. Yeah, we're like, well, have a good night. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Don't follow us home. Bye. And jumped in the car and uh, left. We didn't even wander into the woods too much. No, it was too freaking (laughs) paralyzed. Like, I would not go in those woods. So really, we just kind of hung around that circle. But no, those rods when we're like where do you want us to go boop the car (laughs) okay but for whatever reason we're like well let's just give it one good look in the daytime before we go i will say the intertwining thing over the the road is totally for real real. that was scary and it's suddenly like the thing is yeah the road feels like it's narrowing because it gets the overgrowth gets thicker and thicker and then suddenly without warning it's just like you're in the middle of this open circle. Like, it kind of comes up on you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And do you remember, Brianna also mentioned this, remember we tried to leave and her little Honda, it was cold out, there was snow and ice, could not handle the hill. Like, it was, we were struggling, like, spitting rocks and oh, stuff. Oh, kind of. Because we started getting frantic. We're like, we need to go. I thought you wanted us to leave. Yeah, help. and we could not, her little car, her little, little Honda help Civic over here. <laughs> could not handle this hill. And we started, like, we're like, we will get out and push this car. Like, uh-uh. I would not get out and push that car. <laughs> no, I think, well, because I think Glenn was considering it because we were, like, 13 and I'm like, I'm not getting out of this We weren't car. that young, but, yeah, we were younger. Eh? Pretty darn close, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere around there. 13 or 14. We're going to have to... I'm going to school you on this. I'm telling you we were All right, like 13 well, or 14. All right, well, you keep telling the story. Okay, all right. You do your searching. Okay, so... I will. Honestly, the reason why we went back the next day is because in researching Okie Pinokie, Brianna also found information on, we had never heard of this before at the time, a geocache. Which, if you don't know what geocaching right. is, it's just real-life treasure hunting. It's wonderful if you want something to do in your free time and it's a good social distancing activity like you don't have to take anybody with you and now it's kind of it took a little bit of the fun out because we had a handheld garmin gps which is also how we made it back to the car i feel like if we wouldn't have had that gps we would have been so lost but anyway you go geocaching is like people will hide treasure throughout the world really uh and you use a gps coordinate to go find them and you log that you found it and tell other people it's fun but the point is brianna found uh, sorry i feel i see you have found i did find a a picture on when we went this picture of Uh all of us standing in the woods Uh is april 1st 2008 so uh we were 17 16 we were like 16 okay so i wasn't that far off no Anyway. It was April. It was April. It told there you there was snow on the ground, like a lot. Well, of snow. it would have been March because if I uploaded that picture April first, okay, so it was in March. But there was still it was weirdly cold. Yes, we digress. Geocache. She found that, and we're like, we'll go find that. Like that sounds like it could be fun, and we'll just do it before we go. It's still menacing even in the daytime. Whether it was the snow, I 
super believe that snow is a natural insulator. I say this every year because this is my slight segue. Have you ever, as a small child, you see the snow happening and you're so excited. You're like, I'm going to run outside. And like, you basically are just in your pajamas and your coat, uh, even barefoot. Sometimes you're like so excited for the snow. You go outside and you're not immediately cold. And Mm -hmm. it is also just deafening silence. To me, snow is a natural insulator. No, I think it does get warmer before it gets colder when it snows. Yeah, like, yeah, if it's just, like, bitter cold out and there's no snow, it's just bitter cold. If it's the same temperature with snow out, it's not, not that cold. cold. <laughs> All these weird segues. Okay, anyway, we go out, there's snow, so it is a little, it's a little absorbing in my opinion. It's a little deafening. But we are now kind of li- surveying the land in the daytime, and we can't be more than 20 or 30 yards apart. Like, Glenn decides he wants to go look at the ravine that's nearby. Right, there's, like, a really steep hill, which I didn't mention this. It does. It did say that that area was full of, like, swamps and marshes, so yeah. it makes sense. There was a, a, a running And, like, thank creek. God we I didn't... I don't even know if you'd call it a creek. Yeah, thank goodness we didn't go over there. I feel like we would have fallen in if we went over there in the middle of the night because... We didn't know it was there until you basically almost fell in it. It, it was, was a that steep quiet. Drop off too. Yeah. Oh, and the river. You couldn't hear it running. Yeah. It the water was moving, but there was no running water sound. And that was a little weird. Like we to didn't... watch it hitting the rocks <laughs> and the snow. But Glenn found it first before we found it. We didn't realize it was there. He was yelling at us to come look at this little river. He kept calling for us apparently mm-hmm. and ended up walking up he's like why aren't you guys answering me and we're like what are you talking about we're looking at the thorn tree we're looking at whatever and he's like i've been yelling your name and when it- you think about a woods it's already open space like you should be able to yell and hear stuff for several yards yeah he was within eyesight i would say he could not have been more than 20 or 30 yards away he went back over there. I think we tested it. He walked back over there and yelled at us. And was, like, waving his arms, and we're, we did could not, not hear, hear a him. sound. Nothing. It was the weirdest. It, and you couldn't hear the river until right at... So we walked over and saw this river, and basically you didn't hear it until you hit that drop-off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not with the woods and also with the snow, I feel like snow also lends a hand in, like carrying sound for some reason you know after like a freshly fallen snow when you're outside i feel like you can hear the sound a lot further personally yeah maybe maybe to me but with a wood you know being in a forest it shouldn't have been a problem especially if you can stand out there and whistle and yell and supposedly people are supposed to be whistling and yelling back which Um, didn't we i feel like we tested the whistle thing and we might have heard something that was questionable the whole whistling back Mm. now let's say glenn was far enough away that it probably would have been hard for him to hear if you didn't know he was yelling the second time when he went over and we stared directly at him and still didn't hear anything was the oddest sensation because at that point it's like okay now i know he's gonna be yelling so i should hear something it's like somebody put noise canceling headphones on you like you could hear nothing and he couldn't hear us we kept yelling at him we're like we don't hear you and he came over and he told us we're like we were yelling back and he said he couldn't hear anything either I, but I feel like there might have been a whistle because remember we feel like we may have heard a whistle and we're like how the heck are we hearing a whistle 
when we couldn't hear him yelling at us. I I don't know if I remember the whistle or not. Um, I remember finding the geocache because when we came up on it, it was an ammo box. Yeah, it and was. So the creepy thing is, as you, part of the description, is it's like it'll be next to a doghouse. Yeah, it said it would be next to a doghouse, and I'm telling you, when the GPS was like, you're basically on top of it. We're in the middle of the, there's not a house anywhere to be seen, and there's just this old wooden dilapidated dog house. Yeah, it was in the chilling middle of like the woods. a fallen, like a log or something, not yeah. quite a full tree. Uh, yeah, and then it was an ammo box, and we were starting to think like, are we Uh-oh. being punked? And like, yeah. do we open this box? Yeah, because we've never we had never found a geocache before, and we saw the ammo box, and it initially creeped me out. I'm like, these there's mm-hmm. probably some gunslingers out here. Like, I'm not trying to get shot in these woods um, well and knowing what we know now like holy cow i don't i definitely don't think i would have touched it if mm-mm. i knew what i know uh, but we did i found it <laughs> i just want to say that i found it did i slip and fall when i found it yes <laughs> but that doesn't matter i don't remember i that. did i'm glad nobody saw it it was a little embarrassing oh but <laughs> you were so excited i you know just, well because it was you had to like go over a, a fallen tree log uh-huh. thing to get to it and your girl's got little legs <laughs> and i didn't whatever it doesn't matter found it there was cool stuff in there the end yeah and then luckily we had the gps because honestly we were trying to keep really good mental notes on which direction we went in order to get back to the car mm-hmm. you could get lost so easily in those woods there's not a there are no trails there are trails. Okay, we didn't lies. find them. They did say there were trails. Okay, that's true. We didn't find any trails, which is weird to me. It could be due to the snow that we couldn't see it. But I feel like it still should have been prominent, you know? Because I can go to any state park, and even if I'm not familiar with it, I can find... You now, can tell when there's a trail. I'm not in the state park during the winter, usually. But I can find a trail because it's there's no trees and there's no rocks. It's like there's just a obvious path somewhere and i don't remember seeing any there but they said they found that guy's body on On the trail trail. that's true so yeah so i think was there really anything else i feel bad because it was it was honestly really spooky in the moment Mm -hmm. but i don't know if there was much beyond that the dousing rods is what got me yes the dousing rods were messed up which like I feel like the dousing rods are hard, harder for some people to believe because of the Someone potential for human it. error. Yes, somebody has to hold it. I was holding it, and I'll say it as many times as I have to. I want to be scared, but I'm not going to try to scare myself or make my, you know, make something haunted that isn't haunted. Right. And she I was desperately not, trying to hold those still. She did not move those dousing rods. I promise you. <laughs> no. Um, I did not. And yeah, the, I think it was so creepy because when we asked where it wanted us to go and it pointed to the car, not only did they swing around straight to the car, but it like snapped in place. Like it just came to a very abrupt stop. Yeah, it didn't kind of like waver. It whoop. Like I said whoop like five times, (laughs) but it was, it was just a super quick fluid swing and then immediate stop. It didn't hesitate. It didn't shake kind of like back and forth. It pointed at the car and you would have thought that I we just held it in place. We all like very casually were like, 
okay. <laughs> I didn't know if I should let go of the dowsing rods because I'm like, well, are we going to keep going? And then Brian goes, okay, well, thank you. Have <laughs> a nice <laughs> night. <laughs> so I said, oh, I guess we're done. And I put them, I like handed them over or something. I was like, Ugh, I don't want to hold these anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. We um, had pictures. Brianna had pictures of us, me holding the dowsing rods at least for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else she may have taken pictures of, but... I think I was taking the pictures, and I was dumb and didn't take a lot of, like, surrounding pictures. Oh, yeah. And what we did... Yeah. Orbs. I'll be honest. I'm pretty skeptical about orbs. There has to be... There were a few standouts that I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Like, that does not fit the look of the surrounding orbs. But I... Personally, orbs and rods, they're not... Not dowsing mm. rods, like... Elongated orbs. Elo- yeah, I don't know if you guys know what rods are. I don't know how to explain it. It's just kind of like how you see orbs in pictures. You see these, like, tiny little golden rods in pictures, and those they are supposed to be... They almost look like bugs, and part they of me are. thinks they're bugs. Yeah, I don't really do the orbs and the rods. So, did we have the pictures? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we did a voice recording, but I don't know where that is. Yeah. I think that's that's Okie Pinocchio. Yeah, that's it. That's Okie Pinocchio. You know, telling it, it was so much spookier in the moment. I'm over here like we've got to be forgetting something, because as I'm telling it now, I'm like, not a ton happened. No, not at the woods. Okay. Now there's a butt in there. Oh my god, (laughs) there's always a butt. We did not have time to cover everything that happened that night because we. I think unintentionally found another haunted haunted place and it was the place we stayed at. I'm honestly, I feel bad. Okie Pinocchio's great. I'm almost a little more excited to tell this one. Mostly because I don't know any, we didn't know anything about it. We just thought it was a hotel to stay at and it turned out to be super creepy. So the whole night, the whole trip itself was very eerie but okie pinocchio was just a small part of it yes well, a portion of it yeah so we don't have time to cover it in this one so there's your little sneak peek for uh a future episode is yes. where we stayed the night we went to okie pinocchio and even the day after oh we're gonna have to talk about it uh-huh. after this i yeah. don't want to talk no. about it yeah. on here but so that's the woods that is that is Okie Pinocchio the Woods, and then we'll discuss Peru later. All right. The end. Bye. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap it up. Now we get to do our rating. I'm. This is going to be a hard one. It is going to be a weird one. I was kind of <laughs> thinking about it, and I don't know. Because our first uh, thing we're going to rate it on is historical accuracy. Oh, so we're in the same boat as Spooklight, if you ask me. Okay, so this is on a scale of zero to five, zero being there is nothing, five being there is undeniable proof of of the legend. I was going to say, we have to talk about, like, the spookiness, because obviously there are three people sitting in jail right now for actual things that happen, but they're unrelated to the tale of Okie Pinocchio. Right. Of, well, they lend a hand, because I'm assuming they're saying that the spirits of the people that died out there are... Now, if you want to maybe spin it a little bit, no one said this, but it kind of just came 
to me, I guess. So this Joey guy is never found, right? right? Let's say Joey is also dead in the woods. He died there. His spirit is there. Let's say these people, they were just going to rob this guy, this uh, Alan. Let's say the spirit of Joey just like took over and caused them. I just had them. this aha moment, y'all. <laughs> I wish you could have seen it. Go <laughs> on. Go. I feel like I know where you're going with that, this. That, you know, they were just going to go there and rough him up and take his money, take his drugs, whatever the heck he had. And instead they like blacked out and Joey took over and murdered this young man, this 22 year old man in the woods. Okay. Okay. Same feasible. Picking up what you're throwing okay, down. Okay. Yes. I mean, nobody said that, but it just kind of dawned on me while I talked about it because they said, you know, supposedly Joey, Joey became evil. They said he became evil and was never found and they but, believe I mean, Homeboy he's still was, in the woods. Yeah, Homeboy was already obviously evil if he killed his three friends. So maybe he did die out there. Right. He's like, one of you sleeping with my wife. I don't know who, so I'm just going to kill all I'm of just going to kill everybody just to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then somehow he died in... He's just he's haunting just the angry. Woods. I don't he know. Well, cheaters. because they said five more bodies were found dead in there, and they were all young men, like men in their twenties and stuff. I guess it didn't give an age, but it said young men, and yeah. they were all found within the same general area. I wish, I really wish, I could find documentation on Joey, just because I want to know what area is that, and is it the same area that they killed this man in, and. 2018 yeah i'm also kind of annoyed about the stephanie part of all of this <laughs> right that was the story. stephanie is literally how we found out about okie pinocchi like this little girl that a very tragic thing happened to her and if you go out there and you call for her she call, she'll call back to try to find you if you whistle for her she'll whistle back scream scream whatever mm-hmm. and that's the least that's the one i found the least about yeah what's odd disappointing so Back to our rating, we're rating historical accuracy of the legend of Okie Pinocchi. Gosh, this is hard. Uh, I think so, I got it. I, I think I know what I want to rate it. So. I, I'm just going to go with my gut. Ready? Three, mm-hmm. two, one, two. two. Okay. I want to say a two just because, uh, really, it goes back to the Miami Indians. And that was their land i mean a lot of the land not just the woods was theirs uh it was taken over i don't care what that news article says you know there was some dirty work going on right and i mean haunted native burial grounds are a dime a dozen like i 100 percent believe if this was taken forcefully well, as mad. much as they you know the the culture itself reaches out to the spirits and you know the whole culture around it it would make so much sense that they would stick around after you know after life Mm -hmm. in death they would still inhabit the grounds Mm -hmm. so maybe the people telling us to get out were miami indians and they're like more white people walking on our land get out of here yeah there's your car have a nice night yeah so Really, because we didn't get an answer as to who we were talking to, I feel like there's still some validity there. Yeah, and just if you want to believe that we have at least undeniable proof that two people, the most recent ones, have died out there. And, like, if you are if you believe in spirits, you probably do because you're here. I feel like they'd be haunting the place at the very least. Yeah. If they're that upset and angry about it, which, like... 
Duh. See, but you can't take a Ouija board out there, so I guess you there's <sighs> really not a good way to know who you're talking to. Yeah. Okay, so two. A two. two. Sure. I'll live with the two. Next is the scare level on a level of <sighs> zero to five. And we have to think about it as just the woods. I know what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to say, too. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, three. Four. Oh. I want to go high just okay. because woods scare me. Uh, that's it's the openness, <laughs> and I mean you're surrounded. That you can't watch. You can't like back yourself up to a corner so you can see. You know you have an advantage. You can be something can come at you from any. <laughs> I'm angle. pretty sure all of us were facing a different direction when we were doing this. Oh uh, yeah. I okay. I, I picked a three. I guess it's true in the moment. Three or four. Um, because it is very spooky. Like, I just imagine if there was even one less of us there, I would have hesitated. Like, oh. it, I want, I would never go out there on my own. Absolutely not. I would never go with just two people. Like, I feel like at least a group of five or five I'm not going. minimum. Or I'm not going because the second you shut your car doors and the lights go off in your car... It's so pitch black. Dark. There's nothing. And like, I, this is so dumb. I'm getting like, uh, talking about it. Because it was, how the silence was deafening. It, it, it almost felt like your body was being constricted a little bit. Like just everything felt so tense and so tight. You were afraid to breathe. And I hate it because you're out in the woods. You're in the open. You're in nature. It should feel like a fresh air but it's so it's so much the opposite you feel like it's closing in on you because it it essentially is the woods get so thick and they literally wrap themselves around you in real talk like we're in a very different spot as far as nature goes i mean i like nature don't get me wrong but i'm over here like I'm not out here trying to get eaten by a wild animal. I'm just telling you right now, my my Apple Watch told me to breathe. Are you serious? <laughs> it's like, calm the F down. Calm down. That's Man. why I, I'm giving it a four because I also think about that too because it talks about how the pigs and the dogs that you're supposed to hear out there. Yeah. Like, that's a real thing. Like, there could be wild I was hogs. Like, I don't want, there could I don't be dogs. I don't want to get, like, chased by... Oh, I've heard some crazy things about wild freaking pigs and warthog mm -hmm. f that noise no. no 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 they will eat you i think my scare level stands at a four you might i'm gonna say a three and a half uh maybe a four yeah it's just really spooky in terms of the legend i mean yeah even the dowsing rods kind of f me up so maybe like three and a half talking four. about it this is the first story so far that has got a physical reaction out of me like when i Ugh. said the scare level <laughs> i felt the chill run down like my back so it's it's messed up it's i'm sticking with the four like yeah. my arms are prickly right now yeah <laughs> so. okay and the last one is believability. Is it supernatural or supernatural, or can this be dismissed? Or I guess this would be our personal experience. I want it to be high, but I don't think it should be. I think I, okay. Just do you want to just go? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Three, three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Roughly. Yeah. <laughs> just because yes, the Dalsy. I mean, I can say wholeheartedly i did not move those dowsing rods i was standing as still as 
I could. I I was barely breathing. And actually, I even took the liberty of when they were going to take pictures of the dowsing rods, I held we my all held breath. held our breath so there wouldn't be... What it's cold breath in the picture. The fog. I tried to eliminate as much human error as possible, but the problem is there's still still the uh, the possibility of human error. So can that technically be explained away? Yes, but believe us when we say we took every measure possible to make sure that that was not the case. Also, the sound dying, not necessarily. Maybe it was. I mean, if it was spirits, if it was ghosts, maybe that's a tactic to where if you do go out in a group. Oh, my God. Something just hit me. I'm sorry. I just got chills again. Okay. What? So the story of Joey, he he kills young men, right? He doesn't like men out there because they're cheating on his Stop. wife. Stop. Are when, you going to say something yes, that just when, creeped me yeah, out? <laughs> ew. I have goosebumps. Wait, no, that's messed like, up. He separated Why are my Glenn. Eyes mine are too. He, it's almost like. Because Glenn just wandered off for, I don't really know He kind of went off on his own. We weren't, we weren't like, split up gang and look for clues. Like, he just kind of went off on his own. if you're listening, I hope you also just pooped your pants a little bit. I feel like the spirit of Joey, if he's really out there, separated Glenn, Glenn from on us. Purpose. And then we couldn't hear him. It was like a tactic to get him away from us because what if he would have taken a few more steps because you can't hear that ravine you can't hear that river what if he would have it was icy and snowy over there what if he would have slipped and fell we would not have hurt him no i'm starting to think this is creepier than we thought it was i why are we like getting weepy on a little bit i can't even this is the first realization i think we both that has given me a physical reaction while I no, tell the man, story. No, look at my legs. And look at my <laughs> And this is a genuine, I mean, if it wasn't apparent in my voice and our voices, this is not something I considered until this very moment. No, I've never thought of it that way. But yeah, it wow. weirds me out that had he slipped on a rock, had some, God forbid... He lost his footing and he fell down there in that icy river. How old would Glenn have been around that time? 22? 23? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, because I feel like suddenly we're just like, where's Glenn? Because we couldn't hear him. He was just gone. He said he went off to go look at whatever he said i was like it's a forest yeah it's a tree like i don't know what you're looking at and he just wandered off and we couldn't hear a sound looking directly out at him we didn't hear a sound wow we just sorry we just took a moment to discuss this but oh i hope you guys are as shook as we are because that is not the rest we were all the rest of us were all girls like brianna me you Kirsten. Kristen. Kristen, yeah. Wow. I don't like that. That blew my mind just this, just now. Did we say scare level already? (gasps) Yes, we did. We gave it a, I gave it a four. You gave it a three and a half. Okay, well, I'm back to like a four, maybe a four and a half. Uh, That's messed up. Does uh, historical accuracy doesn't move, but the believability with that realization, with that idea in mind... I, I want to give it like, oh my gosh, belie- believability. And I guess that would take away the whole factual part of it. Just like, do you believe that 
this is haunted. Mm-hmm. I, I said three. I want to say four. Like, we are creeping on a five. Yeah. Like, four breathing down the neck of five, as far as if I believe that that place is haunted. Yeah. And it, I mean, I felt good at a four. Thinking about it now and, and separating, I guess, thinking about it individually, the things that happened, maybe a four now. Yeah, for sure a four for me. All right. So, ooh, I, I just, gotta... I need to like take a breath. <laughs> that was a lot. Just this. Oh my God. I just want everyone Speechless. to know I just started staring into the void. I need to like collect myself. <laughs> We have to give it an overall rating. <laughs> oh, crap. We still have to do that. Okay. So considering historical accuracy, scare level, and believability, what would be the overall score? Three, two, one. Three four. and a half? The uh, yeah. two brought it down a little bit. Yeah. Two, technically speaking, if you do that witchcraft called math, would bring it down. But I, in my heart, it's a four. Yeah. I want to give it a high. You know what? I felt really, I don't know if you could tell through the story, I... A little lackluster. Yeah, I... You know, it was scary in the moment. Talking about it now, I'm like, eh, it was a couple things here and there in the woods themselves. Um, until I really broke it down, I didn't realize how unnerving that actually is. Yeah, so, that's messed up. A three and a half to a four is a good... I can't believe this turned out to be one of our higher rated ones. Yeah, this jumped. I I feel like it would have still been a pretty good rating without that realization. But mm -hmm. that just like completely changed the whole experience in my mind. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. Now I feel like Shivers. we got to rethink when we when we go to discuss the latter half of Peru. Yeah, I, now we have to recall what actually happened. A little more closely, I think. I think so, yeah. Because didn't he also sleep? Oh, anyway. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Ooh. Well, we told you it was where we stayed, but whatever. The end. That's that's it. Okay. Oh my goodness. Let's well, breathe, ladies. Let's wrap it up here. Um, unfortunately, no special shout outs this week, but hopefully if you listen to this episode, you change your mind and you feel inclined, you feel obliged to <laughs> donate to our, our Patreon our Patreon to help us out because we really like telling these ghost stories and And it's like it's still fun for us, as you just heard, because we're I, still finding new things out. I mean, this happened 12 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. And here we are com coming to this sudden realization we never even thought of before. So we like doing this regardless. If nobody donated, I wouldn't really care. We're getting so much <laughs> good support and feedback from our friends that the Patreon is just an added bonus, I think. It allows us to give you guys more uh, because we mm -hmm. definitely want to give you more. We would like to travel. Um, you know, Peru what, is almost a three-hour drive for us. And it's we one would... of the furthest places we've gone. Yeah. And we'd like to, to travel out further, and we'd like to go to new places to give you more stories. Um, I mean, obviously, old stories don't lose their... Their... Uh, <laughs> Luster. Yeah, the, the magic to them, even after all this time. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, the money that we would get from the Patreon 
will help fund trips like travel expenses, new equipment, which, speaking of, we made a very quick segue, we made a purchase this past week. Yes, we, we did. <laughs> we bought a new Ouija board from it, a guy on Facebook Marketplace, which like is already sketchy by itself. But this is just not any regular old Ouija board. This is a special Ouija board, and maybe we'll save it. I don't know. Do we want to go ahead and tell you what it is? I think we can. I think we can go ahead and tell it, just like vaguely. This will be a good segue. Here we go. Yes, we bought a Ouija board from a guy on Facebook Marketplace who he listed it for a hundred dollars. He said he works on houses. He was doing construction on this house. No, he actually. Um, the house was there was an old couple that lived there. I don't know if they passed away or they moved, but the house was being cleaned out to be auctioned. Okay, my apologies. Megan is the one that found this Facebook Marketplace thing. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. telling all. But so he's like found this Ouija board in the walls of this house. Looks really effing old. A hundred bucks if you want it. And so we did some research on it because a hundred bucks is pretty steep to drop on something. Yeah. Um, And honestly, we like dug a lot before we decided to invest in this. Uh, And it seemed like it was the real thing. So we were able to talk him down to $80, but we, we got this Ouija board and it is, unfortunately it's not as old as we were hoping it would be, but it's still about, this is one of the OG Ouija boards. Yeah. Like the originals. Um, it has William Fold's name on it. And if you don't know who William Fold is, look it up. (laughs) He has been dubbed. He's like the original creator of the Ouija board. I can't remember the name they actually gave him now. It slipped my mind, but it's not like the king of Ouija or whatever. But yeah, he basically started all of it. And this is one, yeah. The father of Ouija. That's it. And this is one of his boards. Mm -hmm. It is a reprint. Yes. It's not an original original, but it's about as close as it can get. It's a little over 60 years old. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, this thing is a is old (laughs) i don't know i was fine with it i felt totally okay with it but once it got to the moment of like actually bringing it into my home i started having kind of weird feelings about it thinking you know this is this ouija board is so old it was in the walls of a person's home who knows who used it or what they used it for so i saged the crap out of that ouija board and was like please leave i did nothing i don't know what they did to you but i apologize um (laughs) thanks and have a good night right you have a bunch of quartz crystals yes i just on it dumped a box of quartz not really i put a couple quartz crystals on top of it and it's sitting on top of a bookshelf cleansing right now so (laughs) as we speak yes Um, i have not moved it yet so that's kind of like where your money will go like if you if you donate these are the kinds of things that we're hoping to invest in which now would be a good time to mention we obviously like telling our stories but equally so we like hearing other people's stories other different points of view like we've even heard from the few episodes that we've done people experiences that they've had out at scary places how they've had these crazy interactions that we've never had or never thought about. Mm -hmm. So keep in the back of your mind. We haven't quite figured it out yet, but we would like to have an episode where you guys can submit to us some stories that you have specifically regarding uh, Ouija boards. If you've ever used one, if anything super creepy has happened while you used one, 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, a story of a friend of someone who used one. Of course, uh, we can, you know, leave out names or whatever if that's what you want. Yeah, definitely let us know what information you would or would not like us to disclose. But yeah, we'd like to put together an episode here soon of just Ouija board stories to like give us your best. We've got some stories, but we kind of want to hear from you guys. Yeah, we could tell you our stories all day long, but doing this podcast has taught me that people have plenty of their own stories. So uh, we'll pick a handful, pick a couple of people's stories to tell. So keep in mind, it's not, you know, the whole episode uh, will cover a couple. So um, we And may... this won't be just a one shot. Like, hopefully we can, this will be a reoccurring thing we can manage to do. But if you would like to submit a story to us about an experience you've had with a Ouija board or someone you know that's had an experience with a Ouija board, uh, go ahead and shoot us an email. You can do that at or so they say pod at gmail.com. You can also find our contact on our website or so yes. they say pod.com. Yes. Uh, if you want to donate to our Patreon, if you donate at the highest level, which is currently $10 a month, you'll get added into our Patreon group, which there will be Discord. another. There's di- what I say patreon oh if you donate to our patreon you'll be added to the discord group and at ten dollars a month and there we can also we've got some boards where we'll discuss personal stories with you guys and that'll be a good place to drop things Mm -hmm. like that yeah drop in chat with us ask us questions it doesn't necessarily have to be uh spooky related or whatever you could ask us anything tell us your own stories tell us a little bit about yourself um you know we're just there to hang out with you guys we'll drop in and it's a way for you guys to get to know each other as well because like i said when i checked out uh the specs from our podcast we have dedicated listeners in missouri and texas i still don't know who you are i'd like to know (laughs) who you are but we've got someone out there in a couple of different states that are total strangers to us mm-hmm. so yeah. i appreciate that you know you know nothing of us you, somehow you came across us and, and you we like want to know your spooky places back. tell us spooky so, places where you live so we um, can travel there merch is still in the works that's another thing the patreon is going to go to because yes yeah. we're you know we have to travel to give you more keep the spooky stories going but we also want to give back you know something to you guys that's actually you can take with you i guess so <laughs> that's still in the works uh i think we're getting pretty close to that yeah, so hopefully the wheels will start turning on that okay sorry this has been so long folks let's just let's wrap this up yes so donate at our patreon patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod you can find us at our website or so they say pod.com uh social media twitter facebook instagram or so they say pod that's That's all folks that's all she wrote this had a a nice little twist at the end i'm glad i'm glad she turned it around there yeah i think that's it yeah let's let's i'm tired me too okay (laughs) goodbye okay till next time bye mixing and music by kelsey ingram cover art is by cody mason you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, Or So They Say Pod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash Or So They Say Pod. 
Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts. And of course, thanks for listening.